Open your Bibles, if you would, if you want to turn there to 1 Corinthians 16. It's the last chapter in 1 Corinthians. If you don't have a Bible with you or something on, of, of, of an app, we'll have the verses that we're going to look at on the screen. I want to talk to you today about a topic simply called person to person. Person to person. This is the Sunday that we launch our fall season of our connect groups. And I want to talk to you about the importance of connecting with people and the importance of being encouraged. You know, when you accept Christ as your Savior and your Lord, you begin to learn to live life with God being involved. You learn how to walk through life with God. And it is a learning, growing experience all the days of your life. And this journey with God, this walk, really is a walk of faith. It's a walk of faith, not a walk of sight. We believe God for things that we can't touch with our normal senses. And we have to trust him sometimes in some really challenging times. And honestly, there are times when you know, life can be really challenging. Life can be difficult. And we can become vulnerable in those difficult seasons. And we can get easily confused. It's easy to get discouraged sometimes. And if we become weary in our walk with God, it begins to affect our walk and our relationship with Him. But in the most simple terms, and I, and I want to start with this today. In, in the most simple terms, this is how we walk with God. One step at a time, one day at a time. I think some of us allow ourselves to be overwhelmed because we come to God and there's so much to learn and there's so much to do in the future and we get so overwhelmed thinking about well, how do I do all of this for the rest of my life and you don't have to do all of this for the rest of your life in one day all you have to do is take your step of faith today and walk with God today you walk with God one day one step at a time and to really simplify this walk with God all we need to do each and every day is take our next step of faith. But the truth is, on this journey of faith, sometimes we need encouragement. Every one of us has moments in life when we need somebody to help give us a little push forward to keep us walking with God. Somebody to encourage us, to remind us about the promises of God, of what he will do for us if we continue to walk with him. It's important that we understand the power of encouragement. I was thinking this week, back in the beginning in the book of Genesis, in the second chapter in the Bible, God had just created all of creation. He created Adam, the only man at the time, put him in the Garden of Eden. He's living in this utopia. And after a few days, we don't know how long it was, but God got him in the garden. And one day God looked down and said, it's not good that man should be alone. Now, we usually make a joke out of that when we're talking about marriage, about how much a man needs a woman. But today, if you stop and look at the original writings there, what God is literally saying is it's not good that any human being should be alone. And yet in our world today, especially the last year and a half, there is an epidemic of people who are all alone, who are by themselves, who are isolated and they need help. And they're not finding help because they're not connected with those who can help them. And, and today for the next few minutes, I want to talk about this idea of, of encouraging those around you, helping them take their 
next steps. One of the greatest dangers to our mental health and our spiritual health is isolation. Living without other people to push us forward and to encourage us. And if all you're hearing are media voices around you, you're probably already not only dealing with discouragement, but you're probably also dealing with fear and hopelessness. We need people around us who can move us forward from all that's going on in the world. So today I want to talk to you for just a few minutes. We've got a lot planned in this service. We've got Connect Group Expo afterwards. But I want to talk just for a few minutes about encouragement person to person. Here at the Bridge Church, our mission is really clear and it's really simple. It involves two main things. Number one, we're here to connect people with God. And number two, to connect people with people. Now we understand that first connection of getting people in relationship with God, connected with God. But, but I really want to focus for a few minutes on the second part of that, about connecting people with people. Understanding the importance of other believers in our lives. Understanding the importance of our faith to other people that we meet on a daily basis. At the Bridge Church, we have a lot of ways that we connect. But there are two primary ways that we connect people. One is through serving teams. If you want to meet a lot of great people, get involved in a serving team here at the Bridge. You'll meet some great people and you'll be doing something for God's kingdom. But also, the, the second way that we primarily connect with people is through our connect groups. And we've got a lot of connect groups involved with women's ministry, men's ministry, different kinds of ministries. You can find out more about that a little bit later today. But as you think about getting connected with people, I want to show you one little thread in Scripture that's really important. When we talk about who we are as believers, when we look for our identity and our purpose and our mission, Scripture gives us Three main titles that apply to us. Three descriptions that tell us who we are and what we are. The first one, of course, is the church. The church is not buildings. The church is people. The church means we've been called out of darkness, out of sin, out of an old life, into a brand new life in Christ. We are the church. We are called out people. The second expression is the family of God. When you accept Christ as your Savior, you're born into God's family. And suddenly you go from being in darkness to being adopted in God's family where you are now a son, a daughter, a child of God. And Jesus is our oldest brother. Literally from Scripture, that's how it works. So we enter into the family of God where we find this relationship of love. But then the third expression is a common expression in the New Testament. We are called by God the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Now think about this for a moment. Jesus finished his work on the earth. When he was finished, he'd been raised from the dead. Then he ascended back to the Father. He's at the right hand of the Father where he ever lives to make intercession for us. But on the earth, God says we are the body of Christ. Which means we are called to finish the work, the ministry that Jesus started. That's our mission. 
Our mission is to be the body of Christ on the earth, encouraging people, helping people find God, encourage them to take their next steps of faith, keeping them moving forward in their faith, walking with God. We are the body of Christ. And it's interesting, if I had time this morning, I'd like to read a lot of scripture, but I don't. So for those of you who love to study, Romans 12, the whole chapter, 1 Corinthians 12, that chapter, and Ephesians chapter 4, those three chapters say a lot about who we are as the body of Christ and what we're called to do and what our place is and our function. But today I want to take a few minutes and I want to talk about us being the body of Christ and share some simple principles from God's word. And it begins with this. You, John, Sarah, start going across the building, Cherie and Kevin, as I move across the room, George, as I begin to call out names, I don't want, wish I had time to call everybody's name and knew everybody's name, but here's the point. You are the body of Christ. I am the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. And he's given us the responsibility of connecting people with God and then connecting people with other people so we can encourage ourselves to keep stepping our, keep, uh, taking our steps of faith and keep moving forward. We are, we are the body of Christ. And this is a big theological statement. And if you're a theologian, you'll probably... You know, try to shoot holes in this, but when you get down to it, it's true. Basically, everything God does in the earth today is done by His Spirit through people. Basically, everything God does in the earth today, it's done by His Spirit through His people, the body of Christ. So what does that do? That makes us understand how important we are to God's plan, how important we are to our world, and how important we are to people sitting around us in this building today. We are the body of Christ. And this is God's design. We do the ministry. We do the helping. We do the healing. We bring the encouragement to people's lives because that's what Jesus would do and that's what he's asked us to do. Now, let me, let me show you from Scripture, 1 Corinthians 16. I want to show you a simple, really simple, basic picture of what a connect group is and why we do connect groups here at the bridge. 1 Corinthians 16, and let me set this up for you. The Apostle Paul wrote several letters to churches that we know of. This is one of them. The 1 Corinthians letter, the first letter he wrote to the Corinthians church that we know of. And when Paul wrote these letters, how, how many remember the day when we used to write letters? Remember those days? Now it's emails. But back in the day, we wrote letters. When Paul wrote the letters, there was always this greeting. And when he was writing to a church, he would mention this person and that person and this person and that person. Then he'd get to the end of the letter and he'd say, oh, yeah, and be sure and say hi to so-and-so and so-and-so. And, -so -and, -so. and I really appreciate what so-and-so is doing. But tell so-and-so to straighten up. He's creating problems. You know, Paul would write that kind of letter. And it's interesting, in this letter, in 1 Corinthians, when he gets to the end of this letter, he mentions somebody here. And I want you to look at it. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 15. <clears throat> Paul says, I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus. Now stop there just a moment. 
I urge you, brethren, brothers, sisters in Christ, family of God, you know the household of Stephanus. Everybody say Stephanus. We don't know much about Stephanus, but Paul tells us what we need to know about Stephanus. He said, you know the household of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have devoted themselves. Notice the words, they've devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Now look at the next verse, verse 16. That you also submit to these people and to everyone who works and labors with us. The word submit means to come along besides them, follow their leadership, get involved in what they're doing. Now, I want to take these two verses and unpack it for just a few minutes. And I want you to think about this. Can you imagine having your name in the Bible? I mean, we know about Jesus and we know God and his names and we know about Moses and Elijah and Joshua and John the Baptist and the Apostle Paul and, all, and the disciples. We know about all these people. But can you imagine having your name in the Bible? Stephanus got his name in the Bible. Stephanus got his name in Scripture. I mean, think about it. Forever and ever and ever. For 2,000 years now, people have been reading about Stephanus. You say, well, what's the big deal about Stephanus? Did he work any miracles? What did he do? We're going to look at that in just a second. But think about it. Can you imagine getting your name in the Bible? Well, it's a little late to do that now. We've come along, you know, several hundred years too late. But did you know that you can get your name in God's book? You can get your name in God's book. Now, for Stephanus and his entire family, forever they're remembered for some things. And Paul wrote it. I love the way it said it in that verse. He said, oh, yeah, Stephanus. Everybody knows Stephanus. He's one of those guys in the whole church community where he lived. Everybody knew him. Now, you might walk through the doors of this church. Oh, I know that guy over there, and I know that guy over there. But he was the guy, when you came to church, everybody knew Stephanus. And Paul mentioned it. Everybody knows this guy because he is connected. He's connected. And you see, evidently, Stephanus understood the importance and the power of encouragement. Evidently, he understood that he could make a difference in other people's lives. And so he made a commitment along with his own entire family. We're going to help people take their next steps of faith, and we're going to do it person to person. You see, I get to talk to a lot of people in the building, online. If you've joined us online today, thanks for joining us. You've got an opportunity to impact your world, too. And throughout the week with podcasts and other things, I have a chance to talk to a lot of people. But I don't get a lot of opportunities person to person the way some of you do. Because all of us have opportunities to be an encouragement to those around us. So how did the Stephanus family, how did Stephanus get his name in the Bible? Well, first of all, they were the first believers in their part of the world. When the gospel message was preached, they were the first ones to come to Christ and they helped begin to build the church. Second of all, Paul said they devoted themselves to helping people take their next step. 
In the King James writing, it doesn't say they devoted. It says they addicted themselves to helping people. They committed their lives saying, if we don't do anything else in life, we're going to help people learn to walk with God. And as a result, they became famous in the church. They became famous to Paul. And you and I, 2,000 years later, are still talking about them. That's the kind of people that they were. And then finally, the last thing about this, Paul says, you need to get connected with these people. You need to get connected with these people because they will help you take your next step. They will encourage you. They will be there for you. No matter what happens in life, they will help you and you will learn to be a blessing to other people as well. That's the importance of this guy, Stephanus, and his family. <clears throat> you know, I shared this first service. Back in the spring, I went to one of our connect groups one night. They asked me to come and share because they were doing a study and they wanted me to come talk about it and answer some questions. So I said, yeah, I'd love to come. So Ann and I went to this connect group. And you know what? We had so much fun that night. It was, it was an awesome night. And I told them, I said, I'm going to come back. And they haven't invited me back yet, but if, if they ever do invite me, maybe I'd talk too long. We were there late that night. But, but here's the point. We had such a great night. And after all that time we were together, we left. And it's like, man, I don't want to go home. I want to come back again next week. Because I was encouraged by their encouragement towards me. And I learned something that night that I hadn't really experienced in a while and that was every single believer is important to every other single believer if we just get connected somehow. We need to be connected person to person. You know, this, this last year and a half has been a crazy, crazy time. And I've got some pastor friends who mean the world to me. And Ann and I just returned from 16 days in Africa. By the way, next Sunday I'll talk about our Africa trip. We've got a lot going today, so I didn't want to take time in service. I'll talk more about it next week and let you know some of what's happened. Um, we had a 16-day trip to Africa. We got back, got jet lag, uh, haven't been sleeping at night, but I'll go to sleep here in about 10 minutes, uh, if the Lord will. <clears throat> so... You know, it's been a busy week. We got home late Tuesday night, hit the ground running Wednesday morning, go, 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 sleeping three or four hours a night, that kind of thing. But Friday morning, I had to get up early and run to the cleaners because I had a bunch of stuff to do. I'm driving to the cleaners to get there early when they first open. And I got a text from a pastor friend of mine, one of my best friends. And he texted me and just said, hey, man, are you home? How are you doing? So I thought, I'm going to just call this guy and say hi. So I called him. We wound up spending almost 30 minutes on the phone just talking about what's going on in the world today, how we see it, what God says, what his word says. And when I got finished talking to him, I was encouraged. Because I thought, wow, there are guys out there. I have friends out there that even when we're going through weary seasons, difficult seasons, tough seasons, busy seasons, great seasons, I got people to talk to who understand and who will encourage me and I can encourage them to keep moving forward in God. And that's a part of God's plan. Now, this week, I'm going to get to spend about a day and a half with one of my other best friends in the whole world, another minister friend. And when we get together, we have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, but we encourage each other. Encouragement is important to all of us. 
We all have moments and times in life when we need people to encourage us. But we cannot be encouraged if we're not connected. Because encouragement comes person to person. You know, I've, I've had a lot of opportunities to, to meet with people for coffee or for lunch or different kinds of meetings here at the church. It's amazing how many times I set up coffee appointment or a lunch appointment or an office appointment and that casual conversation turns into a God moment where God does something big in somebody's life. Sometimes my life, sometimes their lives. That's because God wants us to be encouragers. Person to person. Now, what happens? What happens when we get connected and we begin to encourage each other? What happens? First of all, we'll find love and acceptance. You need somebody to love you. You need somebody to accept you as you are and help you move forward. This is the place right here. Get connected. When we get connected, we'll be encouraged person to person right where we are. We're not going to tell you, you do this and this and this and this, and then we'll try to help you along your journey. We will meet you right where you are and help you take your next step forward from there. If you get connected, we'll grow in our faith. We'll learn to trust God more. When we get connected, this is a good one. When we get connected, we become more mature, less childish in every area of life. When we get connected, we become more stable. Life begins to change. We become more like Jesus. We begin to take on his nature and character. When we get connected, we begin to learn how to discern and identify the enemy's tricks and not be deceived by his schemes. When we get connected with other godly people, we'll build honest, godly, healthy relationships. And friend, I'm going to tell you something. In this day and age, you need godly friends. I need them. You need them. And you get connected when we're hurting. We have family members to encourage us. When we're connected, we find encouragement to take our next steps of faith. When we're connected, we become God's heart and God's hand encouraging other people. Now, there's one last part of this message that I'm going to finish quickly. I'm going to read one verse from Ephesians chapter 4. I mentioned Ephesians 4 earlier. A lot of great verses there, but I want to look at just one verse. Ephesians 4, verse 16. Before I read it, I want to ask you a question. Do you, do you know why the... Do you know why the human body functions so well? You say, well, God designed it that way. That's true. That's true. But do you know why it functions so well? You know why it can walk and run and climb and go places and do that? You know why the human body functions so well? Because it's got a lot of different pieces, a lot of different members. They all do different things, but they're all connected. We're the body of Christ. God's put something special in each one of us. God's put a calling on each and every one of our lives. God's gifted us to help other people. But you know what? This hand, 
This hand could do pretty amazing things. But you cut it off and put it in a box, disconnect it from this body, and that hand won't do anything. It's amazing how many people in the church say, well, someday I'm going to do something big and great for God. I'm going to be a hand out there, so I'm going to cut this hand off and get in a box and isolate myself, and someday my big day's coming. Can I tell you something? Your big day's never coming unless you get connected with the rest of the body. It's just not coming. It's not. And some of us put ministry off and say, well, someday I'm going to make a difference. The only way you make a difference is to get connected now and start reaching out person to person and encouraging other people. That's how we impact one another. But Ephesians 4 verse 16 says this. And we're jumping into the middle of a statement here. It's talking about Jesus Christ. It says, from him, from whom Christ, the whole body is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. It causes growth of the body for the encouraging, the edifying, the building up of itself in love. Let me illustrate it to you. When I preach, I walk all over this stage a lot of times. It's just my style. It's how I do it. I'm comfortable doing that. But I've got toes, I've got a foot, I've got a lower leg, I've got an upper leg. It's a bunch of pieces, but they're all held together by joints. They're all connected. And because they're connected, Paul talks about it in this verse, because they're connected, they work together to do good. The body of Christ is the same way. When we get connected, listen, when we get connected, I become important to those I'm connected with and they become important to me. There are people out there who need you. There are people sitting around you in this building today who need you. And there are people in this room today, you need them. But you don't know it until you get connected with them. This is why we do connect groups. This is why we build family. You know, we're not a mega church, but we're a good-sized church. If you add in our online attendance and everybody else, everything going on, we're a decent-sized church. And, and, you know, we can't have a, a family meeting where everybody gets a chance to talk and say their, two, their, two, their part and add their two cents into the conversation. We can't do that. But when we get into groups and we get connected with people, we build relationships where we give and receive what God's given to us. And it's so important and so valuable to God and to this world. This crazy season, this crazy world we're living in right now, they need us to get connected person to person to help change people's lives and encourage people to keep moving forward in God. I want to encourage you today. Get involved. Get connected. Find your place. Use your gifts. God wants to use you. You'll reach people and touch people that I can never touch if you do it person to person. Connected as the body of Christ. I want to pray for you today. If you would, just bow your heads. Father, we've shared a very simple message today, but it's so true. It's so important. You created us to be connected. You put us at the start in families. And then you put us spiritually in your family. 
And you ask us to be connected, to stay connected for your purposes and for our own good. So, Father, I pray today that every person in this room would open their heart and just realize they need to be connected. And then, Father, help them, show them where they need to get connected, where they need to get involved, who they need to meet, why they need to meet them, and then use them, Father, to encourage other people to take their next steps of faith in you. God, we can make a difference, not just in our community, but in our world. In Jesus' name. While heads are bowed just for one more moment, I've not really preached a salvation message today. Maybe you're sitting here in this room today and you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, this is all great. This is all great, but you know what? I don't, I don't really know God. I'm not in his family. I'm, I'm not in the church. I'm, I'm certainly not in the body of Christ. I don't even understand all of this. But as you sit there, maybe in your heart, something's ringing over and over again. You're realizing this is real and this is true. Friends, we're, we're not about religion. We're about relationship with God and relationship with people. Maybe as you sat there today, or maybe as you've watched online, you've listened and you've thought, I need this in my life. I need God's help. Maybe you've never surrendered your life and asked God to come in. Maybe you've never embraced Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, but maybe you're sitting there realizing, this is my time. I need to do this. It all begins with a prayer, simple words saying, God, I need you in my life. I want to lead you in a prayer right now. I'm going to ask everybody in the room to, to pray this prayer with me. If you're watching online or listening later to a podcast, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer. But just open your heart to God and give him an opportunity to get involved in your life. Take these words and let these words be yours. Everybody pray this prayer with me right out loud. Say, God, I need you. I open my heart to you. Please come into my life. I need you. I accept Jesus as my Savior. And I choose Jesus to become the Lord of my life. I want to learn your ways and I want to follow you. So I commit my life to you. From this day forward, you'll be my father and I'll be your child. I thank you for receiving me today. I'm yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, that's, if you've never prayed that prayer or if you've been running from God, that's the most important prayer you can pray in your entire life. But that's not the end of the journey. That's only the beginning of the journey. It's just the start. We want to help you continue your journey and get started walking with God. And we got a little gift we want to give you, a little booklet called The Next Seven Days. It's simple reading to help you out the next week. Start understanding what relationship with God is and start building that relationship. We want to give it to you. When service is over, there'll be prayer teams on each of these walls down front, on the side walls. Just walk up to one of these teams and say, can I get the booklet? They'll give it to you right there, no strings attached. If you're in a really big rush, as you exit the main lobby, right in the middle of the glass doors, there's a counter set up there. You can get the same booklet there, no strings attached. It's our free gift to you. We want to help you with this today. If you're watching online, there are instructions on your screen as how you can get the same electronic file. We'd love to get it to you as well help you get started walking with God. Can we just put our hands together and welcome new believers into God's family today? God bless you. We love you today. 
Awesome. What a great service. What a great message. Can we give Pastor Gary a hand for that great message this morning? So good being in church with you today. You know, before we conclude, this is the time in service when we worship God with our giving. And I have to tell you, having been in Kenya these last two weeks, we were able to see firsthand the fruit of your giving. As we together as a church have given generously, we are making a difference in Kenya, not just there, but here at home, all across the globe. And so we just want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness in giving. And we'll be telling you more about what's happening in Kenya next week, but you are making a difference in people's lives all over the world. Uh, As we give today, you'll see on the screens the different ways in which you can give. If you prefer to give in person, you can do that. We have giving envelopes on the chair backs, and there are giving stations located on the sides of the auditorium exit doors, as well as in the lobby just before you enter our Bridge Kids area. All right, thank you for your faithfulness in giving. God bless you.